Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Due to our worldwide situation, we find ourselves not being able to go out, drink, or travel as often as we used to. We need to find ways to entertain ourselves. In this episode, we're going to talk about hobbies, how finding hobbies is a great way to learn more about yourself and make friends along the way. Joining us today is our friend Tom, who will talk about his hobbies. So Tom, can you give us a little background about yourself? I live in Brooklyn, New York, and... I study architecture at Crowd Institute in Brooklyn, and I'm an architectural designer. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And the reason why we invited him in today, because he has a crazy intense hobby, which is his favorite hobby of running. Um, I forgot, Tom, how, what you mentioned, but did you run six half marathons last year? I don't remember exactly the total number last year but uh up to this point i have ran nine half marathons so we thought it would be a great way just to invite tom in to talk about how he really picked up that hobby of running um and then an opportunity for us to talk about our hobbies as well um and it's so funny we're gonna just do a quick intro of how we met tom or at least how i met tom i remember when we first heard of him i think it was through an instagram post and we were just looking at his Instagram. I don't know, me and Rosa were stalking him. And we were like, he seems such like a cool person. And so our mutual friend, <laughs> Diane, we reached out to her. And we were like, hey, Diane, we need to meet Tom. And then somehow she set us up in this like four-way meetup in K-Town. And I remember the first time I met him, the coolness just kind of disappeared, you know. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and then that's how, that's how we all uh, stayed friends ever since. How about you, Rosa? Do you have like a different perspective on that? Well, what I remember is that we saw that Tom liked to go out and drink a lot. And we also like to go out and drink a lot. So we decided to join forces and go out and drink a lot. That's what I remember and how we all became <laughs> such good friends. <laughs> good old times. Good old times, my friend. It's a combination of K-Town, fried chicken, and beer. The best trio combination anyway enough about tom so we're going to start talking about hobbies um specifically thinking about what hobbies we've picked up in the past tom would you like to start off sure i started running back in 2015 and 2016 when i wanted really wanted to lose weight so i started running every day and then it was like an on and off hobby kind of thing i remember in 2018 when a friend named Emily asked me (laughs) to sign up for a 10k and I said yeah sure why not and then I started running a little bit more and then we ran that together and after that she was like let's run a freaking half marathon and then we were gonna train for that together eventually I ran that but now um because of the pandemic it was a bit harder to run outside for me in the beginning thinking that it's not as safe or it could be dangerous but I started um going back outside to run even if it was just up and down my block back uh in the beginning of this month May 
and then I've been doing it since every day. Rosa, how about you? Well, first of all, I would say I have various hobbies because I'm kind of like a jack of all trades and also because I get really intense about something and then I get bored. So my first hobby has always been reading books. So every time there's a trilogy or like uh, like Harry Potter, I mean, I think we all grew up reading it. At least our generation did. So I was very into reading and I sporadically read a lot and then I kind of get bored and then get back to it. So I would say that that is my biggest hobby that is that has been constant. I also really like calligraphy. So I've been practicing, especially because I'm left-handed. So my handwriting is a little bit off. So I've been always practicing to get it a little bit better. Because I'm very leftist. But I'm always, it's always hard, I think, because the world was made not for us. <laughs> so I always, I've been trying to improve. And since I got here, I've been running a lot. Shout out to Catherine, my running partner. We used to run in New York. And we moved here to France together. For a while, we were separated, but now we're together again in Paris. And we run, uh, we went the Marathon of Paris together before we run the Brooklyn Half. So that was really good. It's like a way to bond with someone. So that has been our bond. And another thing on speaking about bonds is that when I moved to Paris, a good way to make friends is to do a hobby, right? So I started climbing. I went to a climbing gym and I met a group of people and I started doing it every other day. So now I'm ready for the apocalypse. No, I'm just kidding. But it's actually really good because I feel like as women, we don't have a lot of upper body strength. So it has helped me develop that. How about you, Emily? Yeah, I I love all the different hobbies that you mentioned, Rosa. Um, I think for me, like what... I've picked up different hobbies along the way, similar to you, um, but what I've actually kept most consistent until the past year with when all this happened was actually running. Um, so I started running, I believe, three to four years ago, and similar to Tom, it was a way for me to lose weight um, and also just to improve myself because I felt like all I did was like go to work from nine to five, eat out, come back home, and then do that every day, and then drink on the weekends, which obviously didn't help. So I think my inspiration um, was actually my coworker. I'm going to give her a shout out. Her name is Amanda. Um, She's a marathon runner um, and she just convinced me to do my first 5K and then I've stuck with it ever since. I think for me, running is um, other than a physical exercise where it gets you to lose weight. It's also a mental exercise. So like for me, I feel like it, you can run a half marathon, like anyone can do it. It's really getting over that mental barrier to make sure that you are consistent and you could push through. Um, and for me, it's also when I get stressed or there's a lot of things going on, running just helps me relieve all that because I feel very zen and in a space where I'm just more at peace with myself. Other hobbies I think I've picked up in the past. Uh, I've tried calligraphy, but I, I've stopped because I feel like for calligraphy, like if I don't use the right pens, it doesn't end up working. And I'm just like, all right, moving on. Um, I've done, I've played the ukulele before. So when I was back in Seattle, I had a ukulele that I played for six months. Yeah. And then I, I also am a stamp collector. <laughs> I feel like that's also something that I don't do at, quite as often, but something that I uh, invest in once in a while, if I find a cool stamp that I could add to my collection. So moving on. So in terms of hobbies, is there a right way of finding a hobby or you know because I feel like people nowadays think it's like a passion project something you need to invest in or is it okay to just kind of figure out what you want to do for me at least I think it's finding something I 
I like doing. Usually, sometimes it, it, you don't find it right away in the first few times you try it. But if you really do like it, eventually that feeling starts to develop. So for me, run, that's what happened with running. Since we're all like cooped up in our homes now, it's easier, I guess, in a way to find different things that we used to do that we might have not continued doing or even new things like cooking, baking. For me, I picked up pens and pencils to start sketching again. I started reading as well. So I read like five books in from April to now. So I think that's you just find things along the way. So yes, we're definitely privileged to have time now to kind of, it's kind of like we're back in college in a way. We have extra time to find ourselves and explore things that we didn't have the time before to do. For example, since I've been working from home, I have a lot more time in my hands to do things, but I don't have sports. So that used to be a lot of my free time, what I used to do. I used to watch a lot of sports, especially here. Uh, I would watch a lot of rugby because it's more popular. As I spoke before, I got in a lot into astrology. I love watching the stars. I'm in Paris, so I can't really see that many stars here, but I've been trying to learn how to map the sky. I've been spending more time uh, learning Italian and finishing learning French. And I think that kind of some hobbies are, yes, to, like I said, find yourself, but then other hobbies kind of become uh, a thing that is like a need, you know, kind of like what you guys said, that you wanted to lose weight, so you realize that in a way running was a really good way. For me, running was more about um, kind of a de-stressor, I haven't been able to run because I'm kind of still scared. There's so many people running right now in Paris and I kind of just decided not to do it yet. But for example, I would say my hobby of learning Italian is more of maybe wanting to move to Italy in in the future. So I think that sometimes things come from necessity and then you can make it a hobby because it's kind of like seeing things in a positive way. Yeah, so I think that's a good great point that you make Rosa right the idea that it's it's okay to pick up different hobbies along the way it's and it's it's even cooler to be able to stick to one right based on necessity or or based on something that you that really makes you passionate about it so a lot of people like their hobbies so much that they want to share it with others and Instagram has been a way for others to let other people into their hobbies Tom didn't you create an Instagram page and can you talk to us a little bit more about that Sure. I started a new Instagram page just for my running and anything related to fitness or running. End of last year, when I just finished my ninth race, qualify for the New York Marathon for this year. Last year, when I did the nine plus one, I decided that since the next year, which is this year, 2020, that I'm going to be running my first full marathon, I wanted to record where it shows my slow progress from running these small races all the way to half marathons to eventually that full marathon. And I also wanted to meet other people who also love running as well. I find that amazing because I really think that people that share their hobbies through Instagram, they inspire others and they kind of give a footprint of, for example, if you're new to calligraphy or if you're new to running, it kind of gives you something to follow so it will be easier for you, right? So for example, I find a lot of my inspiration for socks and shoes and other stuff from Tom on what to run and what, like, what to choose and what not to choose. And I really like that because it's a it's a really good way, like Tom said, to meet other people that share this passion. 
And isn't it fun to have this type of talks, to talk to other people that are also passionate as much as you are about something? And I think that's why hobbies is a really good way to make friends. For example, when I was in college, as you know, I really like, I'm very combative and I like talking. So I joined the debate team. And it was a really good way to make friends in college, but it was also a really good way to learn more about the U.S. political system and and kind of uh, get my feet wet on other perspectives. Because going to college, you meet other people from all over the world. I'm just a girl from Miami, so I actually got to meet people from like, you know, other countries. It was really interesting to see other people's mindsets. So what about you? When you guys were in college, were you part of any clubs or societies? Yeah, so for me, um, I guess you would call it a hobby. Back in college, I was part of a few uh, AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander organizations. Um, and then one of them was VSA, the Viennese Student Association. Call out to my VSA crew. Um, so I've actually been with VSA back in college for four years. And I was also part of their dance crew. I think it was just really fun to just come with a group of friends at the end of a school day and go to the dance studio and just learn a choreograph and routine and then also perform on stage. So it was a great way to like build that camaraderie among um, a, a lot of people. And I still have those relationships even now. Um, so that's definitely one that uh, where a hobby that I've picked up. It's hilarious how in college, it's basically free to go to a dance studio, right? Because it was part of our uh, community, like, center but now I have to pay a drop at least $25 for a dance class so how I do it I guess pick up on dance now is like um, I sometimes just do drop-in classes um, either in person before this pandemic or even online now and then just do it with a friend so that's something that's been kind of consistent um, from college until now how about you Tom? I was so invested in finishing all of my work for architecture school because it was so time-consuming for all of the design work and all of the other classes that I had to take for the whole course uh, semester. So I didn't have any extra time to do anything that I really liked outside of architecture. Even running, I didn't really pick up until I graduated. And then when I gained so much weight that I decided to start running to lose it. So because I was in school, I did a lot of sketching and drawing so that was my hobby and it related to my schoolwork. So let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talking about um, how to make friends through hobbies right uh, especially as you go older. Um, Rosa do you have a few examples of how that has worked out for you or hasn't worked out? Well when I first moved to France I moved to this small town named Grenoble. So shout out to Grenoble it's beautiful it's in the Alps and one of the things that, like, that area of France is known for is rugby. And I love rugby. I used to play uh, in college, too. So to make friends, I joined the rugby team. And it was such an amazing experience because I think getting into sports is a really good way to meet people because you really get to know them really quick. You kind of need each other to win a game. And now I started doing escalade, I mean, climbing, and that's how... I made friends too here. And I think that is really the best way. Just go a lot, be consistent. What about you, Emily? Have you ever had an experience like that? I mean, you said that you got into ukulele, right? When you moved to Seattle. How did that happen? I was in Seattle for six months doing an internship there during college. 
And honestly, I think I went into the ukulele store one day in Seattle. I was looking at ukulele options and I asked this guy like for recommendations and he literally just whipped up a ukulele from the shelf, started playing it and like beautiful sounds just came out of it. And in my mind, I'm like, this is amazing. I could totally replicate it. I'm getting myself a ukulele. So that's how I spent $200 in one day. From there, I think it was just a lot of like self-learning. I just went on YouTube, figured out the chords. I didn't find other ukulele players in Seattle, a lot of it because I'm a little bit more shy and I just didn't want to meet strangers during that time. Um, But I do remember me and one close friend, Christina, who actually came to visit me. uh, We actually spent a few days just like playing the ukulele uh, and then we had our own song, which I thought was really cool. But I think the the hard thing with musical instruments for me is, is that like I get bored easily. So like once I pick up a song, once I pick up the four chords, I'm first I'm not really invested in playing more songs, and so I just like have left left it go. So honestly, that ukulele has been in my closet for a good like four or five years, um, and I've not picked it up ever since. So how about you, Tom? Were you able to make any friends or communities through your hobbies? So for my hobbies, I enjoy doing most of them alone, but I also do enjoy having people or knowing that there are a lot of people out there sharing the same hobby or the passion or the love of doing the same thing I do. So especially now when we can't see each other face to face, we really need that connection or that community where you know they're they're out there either just watching what you're doing, getting inspired or motivating you and or encouraging you. It's nice to know that there are a lot of other people who enjoy doing the same thing or on the same path or journey as I am. I do like knowing that, that there are a lot of other people out there just like me. So when I created my new Instagram page, I initially had this idea of just wanting to learn and watch what other runners or fitness people are doing so that I can extract and learn and improve. I started developing this idea where I wanted to become that person as well, where when people see my content or see my posts or photos or caption, be able to feel or know that they can do the same thing or even better because I'm not a fast runner, but I like doing what I'm doing. And I also like to know that people would feed off of this energy that I'm trying to give. And so they know that we're all in this together. So especially during this time when we can't see each other and we're all far apart. So this community or this mental connection is super important for me. And I think it's very important for others as well. Being able to, you know, just post a photo and give off this positive energy or to just update everyone what you're doing I think it's a very strong and useful connection since we can't see each other. It'd be nice to still be able to encourage others or sometimes for me, I I am easily depressed because of my progress in running. So it's nice to have someone encourage me like in the comments. I really like this community. Like I said, uh, we're all in this together, even though we're like running solo or separate, even though it might not be like a in-person face-to-face connection. But I think it's just as strong of a connection. Yes, I really think that for hobbies, that's what makes things worthwhile. The relationships that you make. And I think hobbies is a really good way to doing to making these connections happen. I think we all have stories about people that we've met and things that have happened because we were doing a hobby. Uh, for example, for me, 
something really funny that happened when I first moved to France. I didn't speak a lick of French. And I joined the team a week after I came to, I moved to Grenoble. So I was, I had like, I didn't even know my left and right. So when I was playing rugby, they were saying, gosh, gosh, I like, that means left. And I went to the right and someone tackled that shit out of me. And it was hilarious, you know, because I literally did not expect it at all. I was, I was thinking that I, sh- I should have gone the opposite way. And when it happened, I was just on the floor, like looking in the sky, like what happened? And then one of my, my um, teammates was explaining to me what the, what the move was, what the play was and why it happened. And she spoke, uh, she didn't speak much English, but she spoke some Spanish. So I felt really, it was one of the first times that I felt truly welcome because here was someone that was really trying to get me to understand something and really trying to make me feel comfortable and being part of the team. And since then, I try to learn all of the words, especially my le- my right and my left, so I would be <laughs> much better teammate because I really didn't know. And I think that's the thing that one that one gets from hobbies. One gets the feeling of community, the feeling of belonging. And that small moment really made me feel finally like, okay, I'm in France and I'm going to make the best of it and I'm going to try my best to learn French. I totally agree with that. Like being able to feel welcomed in a community for running where I, at first I felt like I'm not considered a runner because I don't run fast. I don't run strong every run. So being able to join this community and have People who run way faster than me encourage me and tell me it's okay. We're all runners. That I really enjoyed that um, friendship or like being welcomed. Yeah, I think for me too. I'm, I mean, if we're gonna stick to running. If our listeners ever get the chance, or if they have already, to run any type of race, it, it's that feeling that everyone's waiting at the start line, right? All the tensions coming up. Um, you hear the people shouting kind of encouraging you to to start the run and then just that built up energy right before that alarm goes off it's just amazing and then even after you finish the race that there's that feeling of exhalation of something that like I didn't even think that I could do five years ago as something I just accomplished so it's amazing to be part of such a great community of people that really can encourage you on and just know that everyone is on that same path together it's also during the whole race there are a lot of people like strangers complete strangers who would cheer you on and that's the kind of energy that's that we all need right now i love that like during the paris marathon i had my name on it and people were like go rosa go and i was just like <laughs> oh my god teary eye and on that i just want to make a little parenthesis to shout out all of our like the people that have encouraged us maybe they didn't like running themselves or maybe they did but anyone that has ever gone to see someone run and cheer for them i know that for example tom diane and annie went to see you emily has gone to see you you guys have gone to see each other i think it's such a positive thing because you feel so validated especially when you run uh, long races and that you have trained for and spent a lot of time in and money because let's not even get there. I think it's really validating to see someone shouting your name. I ran a 10 miler. This was with Tom. And <laughs> was this the Bronx 10 mile? Yes. And 
literally i okay for runners out there i'm pretty sure it's like mile six where you that mental energy is like down the drain you're ready to like peace out and i remember during mile nine i there was this guy who was just like frantically like yelling his head off to all the runners that we can do it and that guy is like energy just like bounced off of me to let me sprint that last mile um so yes all the side people that do that cheering on it really does help the runners a lot during the process of you finding your hobby or your passion for this one thing or many things that you like doing i think it's it helps you develop a more of a liking for it when you know others are also doing it and they're with you i think that's something we really really need right now like we are all separate but we know we're all on the same path to you know exiting quarantine but also same path of finding this one hobby or many hobbies so it gives you structure right because now right now we kind of don't have that much structure especially us that are working from home or or just staying home right days kind of start looking a blur and every day is wednesday and i think it's really good for example um catherine and i sign up for the berlin marathon obviously we're not doing it we were also going to do the paris marathon obviously we're not doing it but i still have that mentality of okay well next year for sure i'm doing it hopefully if the race is there next year but it just gives me some uh, guidelines to follow of okay well maybe i haven't i haven't started running yet but i already making my my because now uh today may 30th the parks were open in paris i have another motivation to start running again and i will and today I couldn't believe how happy it made me to make my schedule, my running schedule for the next weekend, the next weeks. Anybody listening to this wants to get into running, well, then, you know, it's a really easy hobby. You just need to put your tennis shoes and go somewhere. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, I hope those of you all who stayed with us throughout this podcast was able to grab a little bit of inspiration and develop a hobby of their liking. And we would love to really hear about the hobbies you are picking up during this time. Um, and I also love to thank Tom uh, for sharing his stories with us. Thank you for inviting me, guys. It was a pleasure. I really, really had fun. Love to share my experience, my process, my progress. And I really hope that people who listen to this or will listen to this can be inspired. And well, on that note, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.